and camera. The problem with asking Siri to do something is that how do you get her to go away after? The point is that I want you to start the recording and then go away so I can go to my notes. Hmm, I have to work this out. Guobra roll for dinner. Chabaula. Tweak the shoulder. Gotta rehab that. Lots of old podcasts on YouTube. Update on music licensing. Tomorrow day off. A few more in the works. Don't forget to uh, forget to listen to episode number 43 of the big podcast. Available on Spotify now. Folks, it is uh, Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. I'm Stephen Sersky, Canadian expat, uh, living, living, enlivening, doing all sorts of things here in uh, Beijing, China. Actually, I'm not, well, yeah, I, I'm doing quite a few things. I've got a lot of uh, creative uh, projects going on right now. January is sort of in the midst of uh, my big creative projects uh, season. So, roughly, I'd like to think that I start at the beginning of November, but it actually starts at the beginning of December where I do these content spreads. Uh, so December, I spend all month making drum tracks. Uh, January, I spend all month creating different songs of different sorts. Usually uh, this year, I've been focusing a lot more on like cinematic and orchestral stuff. So like think about movie soundtracks and things along those lines. February, I've been teasing the idea of um, writing or producing some sort of feature film, uh, but we'll see sort of how that works. Uh, it might just be like writing a film idea or synopsis, one per day sort of thing throughout the month. Um, maybe not a feature film per day, but uh, something along those lines where it has to deal with creating a long extended uh, piece of work. March, I concentrate on a program called Apple Motion. April, I usually do some animation or After Effects work. And then May, uh, sort of the last month of my creative project season, creative content spree, uh, spree uh, and that is a May You Make Your Movie, which I do make a movie every single day, and they can range from like a couple seconds to a couple minutes long. So uh, January, I am in the midst of Jamuary Song of Day Challenge. This is actually a very uh, well-known uh, challenge. The guy who created, I think it was Jonathan Mann, created it all. Oh, 10, 15 years ago already, uh, and his whole purpose, he, he'd gotten laid off and had time on his hands, so he just started making music every single day. Uh, Baby Yoda uh, went viral on YouTube. He's had a, other, a couple other uh, viral hits over the years. Um, not I haven't looked them up lately, but this challenge, the Song of Day challenge, has spread quite a bit, and so that's kind of where I got the idea to uh, do these other content sprints uh, throughout the year. So, But dinner, oh my goodness, did we ever eat too much. Way too much. Chabala. Way too Thai Chabala. So Chabala is like a full sort of thing. We went to uh, this place, uh, Shuang Jing Xuan, uh, not too far away in Guang Chu Min Nei, I think it is. Uh, so, ah, it's about 20 minute walk or so. A uh, good thing because afterwards we needed the walk. Uh, it was very good food. It was. It's well, well known for, actually, it's well known for its food in general. No takeaway, uh, which was odd because if you, when we left the restaurant, it seemed that there were takeaway people standing by, but it wasn't. It was these uh, bicyclists, these evening cyclists that uh, drive home people's cars. So what happens here in Beijing, uh, you can call the service or you can order these uh, these guys, these service uh, servicemen to meet you at your restaurant. They will drive your car home with you in it and their, their bike like folds up. It's one of those... Um, is it the dragon bike or something? The bikes sort of fold up and they can fit into a trunk of a car or something like that. Very, very nifty. Uh, and they will drive your car home for you. And then they will cycle back to the next job or whatever. I'm not sure how much it costs. 
Um, it's kind of neat to see. You'll see them all the time, uh, especially within the uh, the second or third ring road. Uh, you'll see a lot of them on the bus at night, going maybe going to, uh, especially since it's winter now, uh, but um, taking uh, the bus to their next destination or something. But you kind of need to see that. But anyway, uh, this uh, restaurant, uh, very well known for its food, Guobaro. There was one other thing that it was famous for we didn't try. So we only ordered three dishes. And after two of them, we were full. Now, maybe we should not have ordered the beer. That was my fault. I, I, it's just so natural for me to do that. Um, but the Guobaro, which is, I want to call it like deep fried veal. But it's not veal. It's deep fried pork with sweet and sour sauce on top. It's fantastic. If you've ever had sweet and sour pork outside of China, it's like that. But it's not in string format. It's like flat. Uh, style. So they make little fillets out of pork fillets. They throw that into a bunch of, like they bread that, they throw that into boiling oil, and then they uh, top that off with a bunch of sweet and sour sauce. And the ones that you get can be of varying quality. This is like Dongbei Tsai, so Dongbei food specialty. If you ever go up to Harbin or whatever, that's their big thing that they, uh, they specialize in. Much like in Sichuan, that's where you get the very spicy dishes in China. So when people say Chinese food is spicy, not true. It's not, well, it depends on which part of China you are in. Sichuan food, uh, even Guangdong food can be very uh, spicy. But going up north, not so much spice and a lot more, uh, I guess you would say, a lot more, I want to say potato-based. But it's not. It's like more carb-based food rather than oil and spice-based food, which is what you would get in the, uh, in the, in the south. Uh, but we, yeah, so only three dishes. Uh, I can't remember the names of them. We got this chicken in the spicy oil, which was more like a Sichuan style dish. We got a bunch of vegetables, which are like Chinese yams, the, the white, you know, those elongated sticks, uh, white sticks. If you're in China, if you go to the, the shopping, uh, the, the supermarket, there's like a long stick like vegetable. It's brown on the outside, but when you cut it up, it's white on the inside. So it's light brown. So it looks like, it almost looks like ginger, and but they're two or three feet long. You'll see people carrying these, these long, two, three feet long sticks of these things. I always thought they were potatoes. They're not. They're a type of potato, I guess, but they're a yam. So you cut that up, and that's what we had for uh, uh, as one of our dishes today. And then the guobaro. So it's only three dishes total, plus mi fan, plus, uh, plus uh, rice. And yeah, after the chicken arrived first, and we were hungry, so we started eating. Then the vegetables, which were very oily. Uh, so we ate those too. Both very good. But we asked when the Guobaro is going to show up, and they're like, oh, it's going to be another 30 minutes. We're going, oh, my God, well, <laughs> take your time because we're full anyway. We ended up waddling out of the restaurant with a uh, full-on doggy bag full of this stuff because we just couldn't eat anymore. <clears throat> we barely dented the Guobaro. We were that full by the time uh, it actually showed up. Overall, I did have one question, and this kind of, I know, this is, are you stirring the pot? Are you stirring the sauce pot? Are you stirring the the spice pot there, Stevie, when you're talking about this stuff? But here's a question. For all the people, I remember when I was growing up, you know, we were encouraged not to waste food because we have to think of the children in Africa. They're, star they're starving children around the world. You don't want to waste food. And how many times have I ordered a Chinese dish wherein the vast majority of the content is not to be consumed. And I'm thinking, of course, of this spicy soup of oil that this chicken came in. 
and I'm going, am I supposed to mix rice into this? You could. Like, to be fully honest, you could mix rice. You could probably use it as a base for something else. Uh, but the vast majority of this um, this dish, the, the chicken was put into this soup of spicy oil. It wasn't too spicy, but it was spicy enough. And chickpeas, like fried chickpeas and stuff like that. Fantastic. Red and green peppers and everything. But you're just throwing it out. Is that not waste? <sighs> Stephen, I think you're trying to stir up an issue that's not an issue is it i have no idea this is it just dawned on me that it was kind of odd that it's okay to throw things out like that but then you know if you have like a, a starbucks dessert or a sandwich why is it why is that a waste of food if you throw that out when I mean, you can throw out a bunch of peppers i guess because if you try to drink drink the pepper oil bafana you're gonna have some troubles some tummy troubles after that overall very good it was about 200 200 choir or so for the whole evening, $40 Canadian. Uh, and uh, I have dinner for tomorrow night as well. So uh, ended up tweaking the shoulder. Not happy about this because um, it was a very innocent little move yesterday uh, for Monday. I actually tweaked it yesterday during my workout. Uh, I was uh, on the treadmill lifting my uh, five kilogram clubs. And it just, it wasn't, it didn't move. It didn't pop. It didn't anything. It just all of a sudden felt painful. I'm like, ah, oh, bloody hell, are you kidding me? And then today... It's a little bit stiff and everything, so I'm going to have to rehab this. I'm not entirely sure how to rehab the shoulder. If I had shoulder problems before, um, I don't like having shoulder problems. And I don't remember how I ended up fixing it. I don't think I ever actually did. I think it was more that I tried to use resistance bands to push it to the end of range and then sort of trying to strengthen in that, in that motion, in that area. So... We'll see how this goes. Hopefully it doesn't last too long because uh, it's just it's painful like just to move the shoulder around. And that that to me signals that there's something. I might just have to rest it for a little while just to let the inflammation go down. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's a huge problem, but I don't want it to develop into anything else. And I'd rather have it uh, uh, up, um, you know, back to normal as soon as possible. Lots of old podcasts. Finally on YouTube, if you, oh, I was listening to some of these. <laughs> oh, if you want to hear the evolution of a podcast here, go to YouTube, the Steve Masursky podcast, and have a listen. I have finally posted all of the old podcasts, uh, right from episode number 11, which was the first interview I did back in June of 2020. Uh, these are the audiograms, as I explained yesterday. So they're just the, uh, the audio of them. They're not the videos of these things. And... Wow, evolution. <laughs> I was back in that day, back in those days, I was sort of like really intent on having an unedited podcast, like a truly unedited podcast, whatever happened, happened sort of thing. As things would sort of turn out and as it, they would evolve, uh, I've sort of realized it's good to have some editing in podcasts. And actually going forward, I might have to uh, consider a little bit more editing as well just to uh, keep things sort of moving and flowing. I still like the extended, unedited conversation, but uh, some of the blips and stuff like that, like at the beginning, you can hear me. Like there, There's audio issues or there's like connection issues, and I just put the I just published the whole thing, which was the purpose back then. Nowadays, I try to keep it a little bit more concise, and um, I've actually noticed with my own interview techniques, uh, when I first meet the guest, there's always sort of a, uh, before I used to just start recording right away, which is, I guess, kind of a little bit startling. Not that 
it was always, like if it was a sort of an awkward conversation or something, I would sort of start it at a good moment. But nowadays, I usually spend five, maybe ten minutes just talking to people and explaining to them how things go and, and uh, seeing how things are going, you know, making sure that uh, their audio is okay, making sure that they're settled and comfortable, um, and just overall just, you know, shooting the shit for a bit before um, actually saying, all right, well, if you're ready to go, then uh, let's get going. I usually do a clap test. So actually, at the beginning of episode 43, you'll hear me do that clap test for the go. And that's usually because when I'm recording here in the studio, I uh, want to sync all of the video and the audio. And now what I didn't realize, and this is uh, this is what I actually learned on from another one of my guests, is that you do have to have all of your audio at the same kilohertz, at the same bit rate. So I've had this issue where I do a clap test, but none of the audio matches up because Zoom will record at a different uh, bit rate. My Zoom H4n will record at a different bit rate, and then my camera records at a different bit rate. So I have to make sure that they're all synced all together. And I know you can buy these sync boxes that do it for you, but they're a couple hundred dollars. I'm like, I don't think that's worth it. Not sure if I really need to do that just yet. Maybe sometime down the line when I want feel like I'm a real production company, I can buy one of those things. Uh, but at the beginning of episode 43, you'll hear me do that. Now, the problem with that is that Zoom actually has an automatic gate uh, or a limiter built in. So if you clap or make any really loud noises, it'll kill the sound so it doesn't you know harm your ears, which is good for when you're having meetings and stuff like that. So that, that's at the beginning of episode 43, which was just published uh, last, last week. And of course, YouTube channel again, Steven Sersky Podcast. You can follow along there. I have no subscri- subscribers just yet, so go make me happy and uh, press those subscribe buttons so you can uh, get the uh, audiogram feed from the Steven Sersky Podcast. Update on music licensing. So yesterday I was talking about um, putting up some of my music or some of the tracks for uh, licensing purposes on these different services, Air, Airbit and Audio Jungle. So I did take a little bit of a deeper dive into it and Audio Jungle, uh, which is owned by Envato Elements, which is you know well-known sort of um, royalty-free stock music video uh, service provider, they are not accepting new applicants for music licensing. Airbit is. However, Airbit seems to be a little bit more focused on uh, like hip-hop, R&B, and rap artists, maybe uh, EDM, but not too much, like nothing broader than that. So if you're looking to sell beats, like if, you, if you're just like a hip-hop beat producer, yeah, you could create something uh, and pop it up there. But if you're looking to do sort of orchestral tra- soundtracks or something, not sure if that's the place for it. There is another place called Track Train. I haven't really looked into that very much, uh, but that seems to be another um, common uh, or popular or well-known place to uh, do some audio licensing as well. We'll see how this goes. I'm not sure if uh, it uh, it doesn't need to be done right away, but it's certainly an idea. And I know there are some people who say, well, just go on it on your own. I'm going, I've been doing this on my own for a long time, and I, I would like some outside help. Maybe, maybe it'd be easier just to publish these to another website that takes care of all that <laughs> instead of relying on myself to do all those things for all the different projects that I'm involved in. Tomorrow is a day off. A few more. Apparently work has sort of slowed down quite a bit, which is fine. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the time off. Now it's starting to feel a little bit more like the holiday season. So of course, Spring Festival we have in less than less than a month now. So it's, it's February 9th, I think it kicks off, Chunjia Spring Festival. 
uh, with the uh, the gala on the Friday. I don't quote me on this. I have no idea. You have to check the broadcast schedule. Um, but as things sort of start slowing down, you'll see it's actually a lot quieter in the neighborhood as well. People are starting to go back to the hometowns um, and uh, prepare for the event and everything, which is good, which is nice. I'm also thinking, well, hey, maybe it's time to fly back to Canada finally, which I've I think I talk about flying back to Canada all the time. How many times have I actually done it, though? I <laughs> think once last year, and that was it. We'll see. It would be a very short trip. It wouldn't be a very long trip, uh, which is... um, And going back to Canada now, it's like in the dead of winter. January is sort of a really cold time for uh, the uh, my Canadian winters, especially in my hometown. And uh, I, I, I'm not... You know, that's not exactly motivating to go. But on the other hand, I didn't go back for Christmas... Still haven't been back to Christmas uh, for Christmas for the last five years or so. Hopefully 2024, I will make it back for Christmas uh, and uh, see how everyone's doing, even though I know it's can, it can be busy for work at that time. But sometimes you just got to kind of choose family over making a few more dollars. Isn't that right? Plus, if things go right, this year will see me building up other revenue streams, possibly through podcasting, but uh, hopefully online as well, so I don't have to worry so much about um, being where the paycheck is all the time. If you understand, I I don't have to be in Beijing all the time to be uh, making money, which would be a very nice sort of freeing, freeing uh, experience. All right. So I I think uh, that's going to be about it. Don't forget to um, listen to episode number 43 of the big podcast. I published that on uh, last Friday. Uh, That's with Alyssa Brown, all about uh, baking in Beijing, not not getting baked, but doing baking here in Beijing. Uh, she actually specializes in these uh, Starbucks scones. I haven't ordered them recently. Um, and in the podcast, I actually mentioned like there's a correlation between me talking to her and uh, gaining weight. Now, okay, so here's a little thing about uh, gaining weight because uh, I've talked about this before, how I've been gaining weight since Canada and then also since I, I've known her for a couple months or so. So I've been ordering these scones every now and then. Probably once a month, maybe. I'm not sure. <clears throat> You'll also recall that I was on green coffee bean pills, uh, green coffee pills for a while in an effort to sort of shortcut the weight loss program. How did it go? Didn't really work. I'm off the green coffee bean pills. I haven't uh, <clears throat> haven't had too many scones lately, but I've supplemented that with other uh, treats. I am dropping weight, though. And you know why? I'm skipping again. And I realized before Canada, what I was doing, I would go for a run. And then three times a week after that run at lunchtime, I would do 10 to 15 minutes of uh, rope work, plus like other calisthenics, uh, and then go back for work. Now, typically what would happen, I wouldn't run four miles at lunch anymore. I might only run five kilometers or four kilometers and then add the skipping in at the end. I have realized that and, and then I've been doing that again for the last week or so. And I, in that last week, I've seen the scale tick down in numbers. Correlation much? I don't know. You tell me. You try it out. Go for a run or do your, your main sort of bit of cardio. And then throw on 10 minutes of skipping at the end of uh, or rope work. Now, um, I do like rope work. I do plyometrics. Um, I'll take the slam ball out there as well. Uh, maybe even steel clubs or even just do push-ups off the bench. Uh, a bunch of different things like that. So, But I have seen the weight tick down, tick lower. Now, in terms of fat content on my body, I'm not entirely sure it's uh, I'm slimming down too much, but the scale is going down. So 
something to look forward to in 2024, I guess. We'll see how it goes. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, show notes and tracks are available up on my website, uh, stevenskirsky.com. And of course, uh, don't forget to uh, drop by skirskymusic.bandcamp.com for all the uh, creative audio that you never knew you needed. Thanks for listening. We'll do this again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.